Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast. Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast. We are live at Bleecker Burger in a Bloomberg building in central London for, yeah, that's right, the first live recording Inside Zone Podcast before the Titans Chargers game this Sunday. So, with that, that in mind, it's probably best to introduce the guys here. I am Nick Dunkison, and joining me are Tom Willoughby and Dan Harris. Welcome, Dan. First Hello. podcast. It is. This is hey. the first in-person live podcast. It, it is a momentous day. Um, we are down here at Bleecker. They've got um, red zone showing, beers and burgers, uh, plenty of chaps down from people down from the NFL UK fan crew wider. I can see uh, 49ers jersey, I can see a Bears jersey. Um, so, uh, me misreading a uh, Calvin Johnson jersey as Jackson, wondering who that is. And the deepest cut so far, got someone turned up in a, in a Cal Golden Bears jersey. It Rumours um, are that it isn't Jared Goff. But you never know. It's people um, turned up that, that made me the happiest. You know, <laughs> did you expect this? Um, <laughs> what we're doing here, we're going to we're recording a bit of a show today. We're going to talk a bit more about the kind of the wider culture about today um, of the NFL, and we're also going to have hopefully for you some vox pops later. Um, I think that's go. the right term for them. Just ask. I'm going to go around and embarrass myself asking people what they enjoy about the NFL and all that sort of rubbish. But we've got a show to do, and we're going to talk about what we would want a London franchise to do. Um, what we would want it to be, because a lot's been talked about whether it'll happen. What should it be whether, if it does happen? Um, we're going to have some bold predictions for the Titans-Chargers game, which is great, because we're recording these now before the game. We don't know what's going to happen, and I'm going to put them up on later this week after the game and embarrass us all. Um, and we're also going to talk about what we've enjoyed about kind of watching games live, be it in the UK or the US. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. So... As we've said, there's been a lot of talk about whether we think a London franchise will happen. In the news, obviously, this week, we've had um, Shad Khan pulling out of buying Wembley. Um, we've had um, the announcement by Mark Waller of NFL that he expects a franchise in London by 2022. And so a lot about speculating about whether it would happen. But what would we want it to do? And this, this is a question that I don't think gets asked us. What would we want the experience of having a franchise in London to... Um, give to us as fans whether we're neutrals or whether we actually become fans and I, I think I think there's a lot um, that's not really done in terms of kind of getting that sort of the more authentic the less kind of NFL endorsed culture I guess around London games and I think that's something I would kind of want to change um, Tom you were at the Seattle game mm. last week um, did you go along to the tailgate and sort of things and the events there and would they reflect anything that you'd actually want yeah. from, from a franchise? I mean, if, if they were to do that every week, um, I wouldn't bother turning up much before kickoff, to be honest. Uh, it's, it's an experience that you, the, the, the NFL tailgate that they put on before a Wembley game is very much catered for the person going for the very first time. Uh, there's a lot of inflatables and things to throw uh, and people to meet and a stage where you can hear Neil Reynolds if that's your thing <laughs> is um, that anyone's <laughs> thing? <laughs> um, but it, it wouldn't work sort of every week that being said I don't know what they could do in order to get some sort of American style experience in Wembley on a weekly basis I don't know if you've got said, so are you saying that you don't like recording your vertical every week to see how it's progressed <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that how are you ever going to get drafted if this is your attitude Tom <laughs> still running a 40 yards in 10 seconds it's, it's embarrassing actually it doesn't help when it's on an inflatable there to be fair I feel like that's not quite the same situation no, I've, I've only ever been to one game in America um 
and I was too sort of nervous and shy to try and integrate myself among the Giants contingent. Um, Wearing a Falcons jersey, no doubt, at the time. Of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I think what one thing that's interesting about thinking about American stadiums and stadiums in like Wembley are the amount of space you've got. So basically, American stadiums are in this sea of essentially car, park, giant car and that's where you get things like tailgates setting up. And that's which pretty... actually Wembley has, to be fair, around stadiums. Okay, they did it properly. Yeah. And they didn't just but not, fill it with not on the same scale. Like just student accommodation. How is it like? Well, they, they kind of have areas all the way around. There's a car park right down the bottom, and they, they turn it into mm. this kind of fan festival without really that much investment that we yeah. see currently. And I, and I would guess having sort of Spurs Stadium wouldn't really solve that, because that's not going to have a huge car park no, because true. of the public transport links. Um, I know sort of think, thinking about stadiums in the States, I know there's not there's um, not great public transport links for many. I know Pittsburgh's stadium supposedly has pretty good transport links, but still, because you've got such a diaspora, people come in. And it, it seems weird to talk about car parks and things like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that you don't really have, and this is sort of kind of what we're trying to do here, is pre-game um, mm, yeah. events. And the earlier kickoffs are going to be great for that, for, for, for us in the UK to watch it and then go, and watch, go, go home and watch games. But they do mean that you're sort of having to get set up at 11 and we're not really yeah. used to that and we don't really have this culture. Mm. Do, you, do you think it could grow? If, do you think there could be more of a culture, say, Dan, if we had the NFL game every week that people would? Yeah, so, so to me, I, I'm, I know I'm more pro-London team than you guys, but the thing that I think that it would bring would actually be the potential for an intense atmosphere, whereas at the games at the moment you're seeing Mexican waves, it's basically a, a fan celebration of the NFL which is great in itself you I mainly see Mexican ways because they're all blowouts and people get more yeah. touchdowns down. But, but it's also people going for the first time and having no real involvement mm. with either team and I think that if you had a consistent home team alright you're going to get some people that I'm never going to change my team and therefore I hate the fact that we have a different team here but fine go on the other side and hate them like yeah. just create a sporting atmosphere that we can go in and that's the point of going to games to me is that you get that intense sports experience if you like whereas at the moment and it's great as a novelty that everyone's there in different jerseys and stuff. And I think it's great that everyone has a passion for the NFL. But it does kind of create this, it's almost like a Hall of Fame game kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. where it's that's like a good, that, yeah. That's a pretty good comparison. And what's good is that they're, they're not pre-season friendly, so the players aren't treating it that way. They know that this is part of their regular season, so you are seeing a proper game. Although the Raiders didn't give, really give us one last week. Um, well, there's been a few like that, to be fair. It's not just the Raiders. Like, yeah. No, it's true. That last year was... From everyone involved on the losing side was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, um, but yeah, just the fans actually having that intense grasp and, and getting to know players yeah. is something that I think would really benefit the the product for the NFL and, yeah. and actually just in terms of going to the games. And obviously in the US they have the tailgate because they have so long before the games. Maybe in the in the UK you just flip it the other way. You have the game slightly earlier and you have like a post game thing where they show the yeah the kickoffs afterwards and create an atmosphere that way. I well, think that would also solve the um, issue of getting too drunk that a lot of British sports has. Um, if you have the games nice and early, then you know, go and get drunk afterwards, it's fine. I was, I was going to say, I think, I think the biggest problem we've got at the moment, and it comes from it being uh, a actual game being watched by fans of every team, mm. is that we're trying to create what we perceive as an American-style atmosphere in England. Yeah. And really, we should be trying to create our own. I don't know what that would be. So yeah. really, I don't like the football idea. Football style chance? 
just just in, in the way that they kind anything. of grow organically um, yeah. because obviously we don't have them and, and it's and I guess it's weird in that you're cheering for your de- you're cheering when the, your defence on the field more than when your offence on the field which yeah. is kind of contrary to what mm. British sporting fandom is almost yeah, yeah. and uh, to be honest in some ways I, I kind of feel like it's currently an opportunity for people to watch fantasy football play out <laughs> the number yeah. of people that have the app open at the same time and uh, they're yeah, just comparing that it that was me last week yeah I, I, am, I am quite enjoying my first year off fantasy football in about six for, um, <laughs> for just but I have fi- been finding obviously because parental commitments at home I still end up with red zone rather than watching a game start to finish which mm. is what I'd intend I think I mean yeah it's it, it, it's interesting for me in the the way that NFL grew up a lot in um, in America is that it's an everyman sport and it's not really going in that direction now Shad Khan putting um, jacuzzis or whatever it is in um, the Jaguar Stadium isn't making it an everyman sport but I guess we, we won't be starting from that um, from Nothing, that kind of start yeah. when, when, when when we have when if when or if London has a franchise because it's already kind of I mean we're here outside a pretentious burger chain <laughs> essentially um, in a good way chatting with it's essentially already a sort of a middle-class sport here. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it really has those highlight really. reels that everyone looks for and, and the glitz and the glam of the NFL. The, the idea for the NFL of having a, a franchise here should be that Europe and London and, and the UK generally are avid sports fans. Mm. And it, or it'll have a different atmosphere, but that's one of the pluses for me, is it should have that really intense atmosphere where plonking it anywhere else in the world might not, might not give you it. I agree. I agree. Well, I mean, and it, it will be interesting to see if, if whatever happens with um, kind of the development of the London franchise, um, potentially what route what route we go down and how much. I guess a lot of it will come from fans. A lot of it will come from potentially team embedding itself in the community in a kind of a way that the Jaguars do somewhat, but not entirely. So I guess that, that that's something that we we sort of thinking about in the. In the years to come, but moving back to today, we're recording this before Tennessee Titans at Los Angeles Chargers. I think at Wembley Stadium. I think I've got those two the right way around. It's yes, I, I know it is. I'm not sure who the home team is. So <laughs> Every, everyone's a home team in these situations. <laughs> they um, all have their own pub, so there you go. That's uh, let's what they need. Let's hear your bold predictions for today. Something that you reckon are definitely going to happen and are unlikely, so that when we play them back and everyone can listen back. We can all get laughed at and expose ourselves to laughter. I'm, <laughs> I am happy to go first if you would like me to. Well, as long as you don't steal mine, that's fine. Uh, Marcus Mariota to pass for four t- touchdowns and over 300 yards. Ooh, based on last week, that is outlandish. <laughs> uh... So, so my, my, th- my theory for this is I don't have one, frankly. <laughs> but he, he, the, the, he the, thing, the, the thing with Mariota has, he's got the... Um, He's got the weapons around him to um, to actually kind of build up this um, build up this passing record. He's got he's got one of the best passing down backs in football in De- in Dion Lewis. He's got Corey Davis, former top five pick. You know, Johnu Smith, incredibly athletic tight end, and everything's there. He's sh- he's shown that he can pass. He should have a better offensive line than what showed up against Baltimore last week. Although we know that Baltimore, when they are on it, are really on it. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see how they go up against an even better offensive line today in what the Saints have got. Um, but I, I think I think there's 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 the ground to be had there. There's the weapons. There's the talent, and it's just putting everything together. And wonder if it, if it ever clicks for um, the Titans with their new offensive coordinator Matt Lafleur. If it's ever going to click, it could easily be a day like today with the situation that. 
Tennessee are in. So that's my bold prediction. Nice, nice. Um, for me, Austin McKellar might be the man of the day today. They're talking about Melvin Gordon maybe not even suiting up. So my bold prediction is 150 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns for McKellar. Go on. So I've, I've provided some of the rationale there. <laughs> but, um, you have to talk for longer than I, I do. I do. So Akella's uh, pretty dynamic, and yeah. to be honest, he's never been given the opportunity to be any kind of a lead back, mainly because he is a bit of a scat back. Um, but he can take the ball out of the passing game. He is a solid runner. I think that they'll be able to lean on him, and actually, their only other option apart from Gordon as a running back is the rookie that they took, who I think had about seven snaps all season. So whether they're going to give someone that unproven mm. the ball time and time again today, I think is unlikely. So I'm going to go with, unfortunately, Melvin Gordon not playing today because he's one of the main reasons I wanted to come to play. <laughs> um, but I'm going to say Akella, 150 scrimmage yards, rather than just saying rushing yeah. yards because obviously he catches too. I, th I think a lot of that will depend on who, how Tennessee cover Akella because. I, I, I'm still not big on Tennessee's linebacker group. They drafted yeah. Rashad Evans to cover this. Should be athletic. He's not really been that involved. Um, they haven't really got anyone else that I would say is a reliable coverage linebacker. So you, you're looking at sort of safety coverage, and that could be... It could even go well, or it could go poorly, depending on who they put on. Kenny Vaccaro, former Saint, obviously, has mm -hmm. been playing strong safety in John Cyprian's absence. I... Didn't like him as a slot corner for Saints, but I thought he was hopelessly miscast in his final year in New Orleans, which is why presumably he wasn't re-signed. But yeah, keep, keep, an, keep an eye out for if they put Adore Jackson um, or Logan Ryan on Akella yeah, when he splits out. Um, because bo both of those can, can, can cover in the slot. I'd put either those two ahead of Butler, especially Adore Jackson, who is speedy and who has got a good change of direction, which is why he's used to return kicks so much. Um, and I think if they go that, Akella's going to have find it hard but if he does the risks that Tennessee are playing I guess is that they're opening up um, opportunities for the most the, yeah, yeah the incredible array of weapons that um, uh, the Chargers have and also Travis Benjamin and 50 year old Antonio Gates <laughs> well at least having slow linebackers won't hurt Tennessee trying to cover Gates <laughs> Tom what about you come on let's have a ball position I was originally going to go with Keenan Allen to get two touchdowns, but specifically a receiving and a rushing touchdown. But I'm going to go one better. Marcus Mariota hat-trick. Passing touchdown. Rushing touchdown. Receiving touchdown. Oh, wow. This, this, would, be, this, this would be legendary Wembley kind of um, eventuality if it happened. Does um, catching his own pass help like he managed in the Yeah, would that count as two or one? If he throws it and catches off on the first drive and then take it from there. Who's going to throw the pass? Marius. Yeah, Marius. <laughs> we'll say... Derek Henry. Derek Henry? He's going to get on the field and throw the, uh, throw the ball. And it's going to be one of those weird ones where they pass it between about four uh, players before he's is just this, is this you're going to tell me that Derek Henry was a high school quarterback that I didn't know about? Or? I mean, he could be. Could he's be. a quarterback in his own garden, so... <laughs> that's my bold prediction, as, as bold as I can make it. <laughs> well, we've, we've all got um, offence there. Should we see what we've got... Um, what, what, what we've got on the defence? Um, Melvin Ingram to be held without a sack. I'm going to say... You reckon? Yeah, so 
you've got a mobile, you're going against a mobile quarterback, you're an edge rusher, you've got to be that little bit warier yeah. that they're not going to kind of, basically, if, if they can escape, that they're not, that you're not going to go in too um, quickly and give them a chance to go outside the pocket either to run or to make players on the run. Yeah. Um, I think if you're Ingram, you've got to be a little um, careful. Also, I'm not, I, I should have probably checked who or um, Titans tackles are actually playing today because if they've got, if they have got both Taylor One and Jack Conklin, then yeah, I don't really. I, don't, I know that against Baltimore, they were hopeless, but they shouldn't be because they've been such a good tackle pairing. They can't possibly give up. Was it eleven sacks 11 last sacks. week? They can't. Surely not. I mean, not again. Especially when Luan's on what sixteen million dollars a year. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're both paid, first round right? picks. He's the highest paid offensive yeah. lineman. Yeah. Luan was a top ten pick, and Conklin was a top sixteen pick. Um, a tackle, and they they were they've both been really really good. Conklin wasn't Conklin top right ten? tackle all pro last year. Yeah, I mean they've they've invested heavily. It should be one of their strengths. So yeah, Melvin Ingram to be held without a sack. Anyone got any big defensive predictions? Uh, this is one for the casual fan. Uh, Joey Bosa will not have the most sacks today. <laughs> I'm unsure <laughs> if he's playing or not. <laughs> Isn't he on IR? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's some uh, okay. That's some cool predictions. So um, I think I thought we'd um, finish up, and we're going to go and uh, do some quick, short interviews, kind of over the coming uh, uh, rest of the um, course of the event time, I guess, and yeah. talk to people about how they support how they support teams, how they enjoy it. Um, but I want to think about sort of when we're watching games live, and we, we've all we've all been to games. Some of us not been to many. Some of us maybe been to a lot. Some of us, well, if any of us have been to neither, then this is going to be quite a short segment but um, there's always something to enjoy and I just wanted to sort of think about what you've enjoyed watching the sport live and in the flesh so Dan how about um, let's, let's start with you Dan um, I mean it's cliche but I think there's there's something special about actually being there yeah um, and seeing it I think it's more impressive under the lights to be honest hmm. I, I do like the aspects of the early games because then you can then go away and watch the others but actually being there and, and seeing it play out and all 22 is great and it gives you so much but yeah. I tend to sit behind the post so that I can try and diagnose the way the players are going as they happen which I think is pretty fantastic that you can actually test your knowledge of the game and watch it live um, with the comfort of no one knowing what your diagnosis was when you <laughs> But yeah, I think I think actually being there and actually being able to see the play unfold, NFL is, is one of those games where actually sometimes you could argue it's better to watch it on the TV, mm. but considering you can't actually change which angle things are going on with the TV, sometimes you're, you're not really in control of seeing the whole thing play out, whereas actually being there, you, you can see all the dimensions and how it all fits together. Obviously, every time you see something on the TV, it's kind of like... Here are the mini matchups of this guy against that guy, and then we're going to show you that on the TV, and we're going to break it down. But kind of seeing the whole the whole field and yeah. the whole dance and rigmarole that goes on to see how one play acts out is, is pretty crazy. It's also the thing, um, the the novelty of just the players themselves. There's still there's I mean I'm still sort of not fairly I was about ten years into actually watching the sport, but there's still a thing of seeing the people that you've seen on TV. Mm in real life and going it's actually it's actually really big it's like there's still sort of a mystic not I don't want to say like they're superheroes because that'd be stupid so I won't say it but (laughs) they're they're kind of like they they almost like exist in their own existence Uh, and 
we are now able to kind of penetrate that existence and see them do the things that we see them do on Red Zone every week, every week. So yeah, you, yeah. you become part of it. Yeah, I, I think so. I think for me as well, um, it's just this, the, there is this massive sense of occasion and of scale when you're watching something live and. Maybe I haven't been to sort of big um, soccer matches in recent years, so I couldn't compare it. But everything feels big. The volume is pumped up in terms of what the PA is announcing. Everything sounds dramatic. The sort of the the tension that you get on a sort of a play towards like when a game is getting dramatic towards the end, and the sort of the fact you've got the chance to catch your breath as a team goes to line and sort of build up that little bit of. Um, that sort of frisson of excitement, and you get that you get that on TV, but you don't get it in the same way, and you don't get the sort of the same build up of excitement towards a kickoff. I think a lot of it is general live sport, but I think NFL lends itself so much to it because it's theatre. Um, and I think I think the the other thing about it is a realization sort of halfway through a big play that you're watching something awesome. I remember um, the game that it turned out we we'd both been to the uh, oh, yeah. Falcons Giants game <laughs> in New York, bizarrely, um, in 2015. Um, at one point, um, Odell Beckham caught a slant uh, for 60 odd yards and took it to the house, and it was just like it, it starts obviously as just this normal slant play, and he's caught it and he's ahead of his man. And you just realise, holy, he's got he's got acres in front of him. He's fast. That's not going to catch him. This is going all the way, and the sort of the kind of as, as you build up as he goes to 30, 20, 10, it's kind of it's cool on TV, mm. but it just gets bigger and bigger, and it has this sort of sense of feeling as as yeah. as you as you get towards the touchdown, and then there's this kind of well, you're in New York, so it's more relief than excitement. But I imagine in a, in a more excitable fan base, it would be fantastic. If, if he did that at Twickenham a couple of years ago, I, you'd, you'd probably get a similar reaction. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Cool. yeah, I think I think that's one of those things with. Sorry, we'll stop here. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like that with any sporting event. So, to the way you talk about things, it's hard to to really illustrate with words how going to a sporting event really mm. enhances the experience, if you like. So I go to plenty of of, of our football, if yeah. you like, and even going to those games week in week out. It's it's the special goals. It's it's and then the special bits of play that you remember coming yeah. away from it, and you're like, yeah, I was there when they scored that. And that's the same for the NFL. So to to come away from it, just thinking as I was going through this, it's kind of like, yeah, in some ways you're kind of almost saying, yeah, it's great to be at the games, but it's really for these reasons. But it's like that for every sport. So especially when it's your team playing, and and you guys have both had this in London. How does it change for you when when it's the Saints or the Falcons playing and, and you're at your team's game? I'm going to have to correct you because um, uh, my daughter was born around the time oh, that the mate. Saints played oh, at Wembley wow. last year against the Dolphins, and our, our overlord Tom Like is actually here at the moment, and he couldn't make it either. So he's a Dolphins fan. I'm a Saints fan. Neither of us could go. I, I couldn't because I'm a new parent. Um, I would say I was gutted, but really I was tired. So you, I'm going to have to leave this one to Tom. I had, the, I had the best day until the actual sport <laughs> happened. I, I got I won a competition and got upgraded to Club Wembley, oh, wow. um, and it was great and it was amazing and we were going to win and then we lost. Um, I was far more <laughs> but uh, my you enjoyed most of the game, I guess. First half, <laughs> as, as is always with the Atlanta Falcons. The first half, just, um, just pretend the end didn't happen, just like the Super Bowl didn't happen that year. Um, but I had a the, the people that I go with to these games uh, one, one of the guys is a Seattle Seahawks fan so obviously he was amped for last week um, 
and the you could tell just by the way he was walking around his body language he was so nervous um, which he would you obviously you wouldn't get if it's just a, a getting between the Rams and the Giants or whatever. Mm. Um, it, ju- it just I mean it's great uh, as long as you win I, I imagine <laughs> I imagine <laughs> that's maybe that's next year that's I don't sport know. for you <laughs> Um, okay, well, what you're going to hear next are a few kind of quick interviews we're going to do with people. We've got some fans here. Um, uh, I want to go and chat to the guy in the Bills jersey because. Um, Lane Taylor. I, th- got. Um, I can't see. What number? 54. Six. No. I think I think that, that, that's that's one that we'll have to check. Um, <laughs> and yeah, next thing you'll hear will be will updates, be some interviews. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna ask a couple of um, fans sort of around what they enjoy about the NFL and sort of what they got experience. You'll hear that, and then um, but that that's about it for the sort of the live segment. I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, and I items. will yeah. and come to Bleaker. Yep, come and uh, uh, yeah, We've absolutely, Dan. Now, a, big, yeah. a big thank you to Bleaker Burger <laughs> in the Bloomberg Building, for having a sort us. of mansion house kind of area, um, for having us, for hosting us. Um, it's been great. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it again. We've had quite a few people here for sort of just like a nice kind of um, sort of a tailgate type affair. Hopefully, far more um, than I was expecting. Some to be beer. Fair, I, so. I, I want a beer or two actually before I have to go <laughs> over to Wembley. So, with, with, without any further ado, let's let's move on to the interviews. So I'm here with Liam from Bleaker Burger, who's hosted the Inside Zone event here um, before the Titans-Chargers game. Um, Liam, you're a bit of a relative newbie to um, NFL. How are you finding sort of having the fans around and having sort of Red Zone on and for your interest? Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, very new to this. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. Bleaker was founded by an American, a New Yorker. Um, so yeah, it's always nice to bring the brand back to its, its, its home, so to speak. But it's been a great turnout today, and I think London's really embracing the NFL now. So, like, on the way here, it was all the jerseys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been awesome. And one one thing we don't get so much, obviously, if uh, UK games are actual sort of fan tailgates, we've got the sort of the stuff over at Wembley, which is sort of NFL branded. But there's not stuff of sort of. Um, I guess events that are run. Do you think there's a bit of a, a, an opportunity there for people going to the games to either come along to this yeah. or even do their own sort of like mini tailgate yeah, things? Yeah, I think so. Like? I think this is the reason why we thought we'd test it out today as well to see what the response is like. Um, I know the Wembley tailgate's been, the reviews have been a bit mixed from what I've heard. And so like, if there's a demand for this here, then yeah, it's great. And one final question. Um, do you have a team yet? I don't know. I'm going to probably go with the Jets. You don't want to go with the Jets? No. Um, Tell you what, I will find a team for you before the end of the day. Obviously, I'm wearing my New Orleans Saints jersey. Um, it doesn't have to be them. But um, even though the Jets have got their shiny new quarterback, who's the future, you're setting yourself up potentially for a whole lot of misery. <laughs> Just warning you, you can go for them. In fact, misery is not yeah, is I'm underrated. I'm used to misery with uh, soccer. There so. we go. Maybe you will be a Jets fan. Sorry to hear it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So, hi, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you're a fan of? Uh, my name is Alex Cherney and I'm a fan of San Francisco 49ers. 49ers fan. How did you become a 49ers fan? Uh, well, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of Jerry Rice, so that was basically natural to <laughs> to translate that love to San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, and I played. Yeah, and I played for the um, uh, for the children's league back in Russia. Yeah, and then the national junior team. 
That's cool, that's cool. Have you been out to a 49ers game at all? No, 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 never. never. <laughs> Something maybe for the future. So, you going to a London game later? Yes, uh, going to see Chargers, Titans. Yeah, Char- anything you're looking forward to? Any, any, any players you want to see? Any hopeless calamities of terrible play you want to see just to laugh at? That sort of thing? Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to cheer for Chargers. Obviously, because I have Rivers and Allen in my fantasy team. So. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's Great. Well, good talking to you. Cheers for talking. Cool, thank Thanks. you. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you're fans of? So, I'm from North Carolina, so I pull for uh, several teams. Chargers, because I went to college with Philip Rivers. I pull for the Panthers, because I'm from North Carolina. For the New York Giants, because I married a New Yorker. And the Eagles, because he went to college in Philly. So, yeah, a lot of teams. Hang on a sec, you were at college with Philip Rivers? I did. Wow, d- did you actually know him there? or? No, he was too cool for me. <laughs> What's um? What I guess because um, I've completely forgotten what college he was at. Um, NC State. NC State. What's it like, sort of, um, when you've got so, when you've got sporting a college team with such a sort of like a fated quarterback as he was? I guess it was great. We won everything at that time and not since. So it was uh, it was really unbeaten before last night though. NC State. Yeah, they're, they're looking good this year. Right. Their no, it's true. The last couple early. of years they've been better, but they were. It, it's been it's been a rough few years in the middle. <laughs> so have you been to a London game before? Uh, yeah, all of them. All of them, excellent. Um, what are you looking forward to about watching today other than cheering on Philip Rivers, I guess? Well, I mean, I, I think it's just always really fun to kind of get along to the games, and I like all the cheerleading as well. And <laughs> we have a ton of friends. We've got like 14 people sitting in one section. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is there some friends who have come over from America? In fact, have you come over from America or no, are you based here? We've been here for about a decade now. Okay, fair enough. Because um, that would be quite a lot of commitment to come over for Titans Chargers game, although I'm no, sure some have. There are a lot of Americans living in London that yeah. want to go see the football, so we, we, we've got a lot of people, and, and non-Americans too. <laughs> Thanks, cheers. That was really good. Thank cheers. You. Thank you. Good to get an American voice. So it's now after the Titans Chargers game. Um, I'm just recording this segment as a means to close up the pod. Um, I'm not going to go back and visit those bold predictions because I don't want to feel how foolish I was. All that remains to say, well, first up, a big thank you to Bleaker Burger, um, our partners and our willing, very generous hosts, um, to our event on Sunday, which is fantastic. Um, we do hope to do something again in the future, so stay tuned for that. But that's just, you know, want to do at this stage. Um, all that remains to say, please do go and visit the Inside Zone website during the week at theinsidezone.com. Um, there's loads of stuff going up there. There's college football stuff. Uh, Tom Like is talking potential head coach candidates, and we've got all the NFL stuff that we always have. Um, we're also on Twitter at the Inside Zone. I'm down there if you want to follow me at Nick Dunkison. Um, just past 400 followers, very exciting. Um, you can also see Willow at Willow290592. I hope if that doesn't work, then you're not missing much if you don't follow him. And Dan Harris, our first time podder um, this week, is at NFLAX The Pond. Um, so thanks very much for listening, and hope to see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the website at www.theinsidezone.com. Till next time.